everyone, welcome to another episode of the World Team on Blogging the Voice Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. How's yourself? Oh, I'm just fabulous, um, especially so because I roped um, my bestie, Dave Hellman, into joining us today <laughs> on the world's team. So welcome, Dave. Uh, hey, if you think about it, I'm like another 1500 miles west of Megan. So like we really have like half the world covered from Southern California to Scotland. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of. That's, that's a massive time difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Wait, what time is it over there? Like uh, right now, uh, five o'clock, uh, quarter past four, quarter past four. OK, yeah. So 9 a.m. to 4 15 p.m. <laughs> that's a lot of time. Yep. Crazy, crazy times. Literally, Meg was like, you want to hop on? And I was like, yeah, let me get some coffee real quick. Yeah. I was like, it's early for you. I wasn't even sure if he was awake when I texted him, but. You know, it was worth a shot. Now we all have coffee and uh, you could probably have a drink right now if you wanted. It's true. You're drinking kombucha? So check this out. I shouldn't admit this on a podcast, but um, I like I'm living in Airbnbs right now. So like I'm not like in a, you know, it's not my house. I don't know how everything works. So long story short. I ran to the grocery store across the street, bought some coffee. Don't know how to work my stove. Um, it's a touch screen stove, kind of. Like the controls are built into the little glass top. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to work them. I don't know. Like it doesn't turn on when I try to tell it to turn on. So <laughs> I was like, oh, let me just drink this kombucha that I bought at the store instead. That might be the most like Hollywood thing I've seen you do. That's a, I, it's a really good point. Like I got a fancy California's stove. California's changed you. <laughs> got a fancy stove that I don't know how to work and I bought kombucha. I really just bought it because the can looked cool. Does it uh, but it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. And I love this for you. As I was telling that story, I was like, wow, this is really bad. <laughs> So, so enlightenment. I have no idea what kombucha is. I have no idea what it's it is. It's fermented tea. I actually wouldn't have been able to answer that question, so I'm glad Megan is here. It has a lot of uh, microbiomes in there for your gut health. Yeah, it's supposed to like yeah, it's supposed to help your digestive tract and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Much like coffee, if you think about it. <laughs> it's kind of like a. It tastes like kind of a sour tea, if that makes sense. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> it's not the best thing i've ever had but like this one is tasty because it's blueberry flavored all I'm, the I'm, hippie I'm, dippy I'm, people love it i guess i'm i guess i'm gonna have to try that when i'm back over then um i they have it with alcohol in it too so if you want to see oh that version it's true we That's can help true. you out mention alcohol to a scotsman how how dare <laughs> i know my audience that's right <laughs> Well, speaking of, um, you know, everything, I don't know. I had a better transition when we were talking about something else earlier, but yeah. here we are. We are together. We are uh, in the bye week. The Cowboys are not playing this week. We have played eight games and we are six and two. Look at us. Who would have thought? To finish that quote, not me. That's for damn sure. Uh, I, I can't believe it. Uh, I wouldn't. I would have put, you know, 
back before the season, I probably would have said the Cowboys would be five and three at the bye, and that was before Dak Prescott got hurt. Um, so for them to have a better record than I would have guessed while playing most of the first half of the season without him, it's pretty incredible. Uh, that's it's been funny on Twitter this week. Like everybody's arguing about Zeke and Pollard, and I'm like, man. Uh-huh. I'm like, for where things were at the start of the season, maybe can we just be happy and not argue with each other? Yeah, that's one thing I'm really sick of, just watching Cowboys Nation just basically take off on social media. It's just the arguments like, oh, it was the same with whole Cooper Rush versus Dak. I'm like, ah, it's not even close. Stop it. Behave yourself. It's the same with the Zeke and Tony. I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tony's done a, done a great job in that, but if anything, you need to give more credit to the offensive line of how they actually perform in that game, opening those lanes for Tony Pollard. If that, if you were to have Zeke in that game as well, he probably would have done a more damaging role, like putting linebackers in their backsides, for example. So, like, uh, but yeah, it's just it's just weird where we're kind of arguing with ourselves. But you're right, though, Dave. We should be really happy with the set the, the situation that we're in right now. But even before the season started, like me and Meg were kind of saying like before the season, we were doing like a runoff of game by game, like who we're going to win and who we're going to lose against to. And I can't remember the, the top of my head, but it wasn't really promising. Like we were kind of thinking like with the loss of Cooper and stuff like that, like we were like, we could at best be like a 10 and seven team or something like that. So, but for us to be six and two right now, we, we cannot complain right now. Well, also, let's let's note um, for the record that you thought that we were going to beat the Bucks, and I said absolutely not. And I get a uh, taco and margarita dinner off of it. So, ooh, yeah, that's a nice little bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I lost that bet, but I'm more than happy to. So I'm bringing some goods from good from the good old Scottish Highlands. <laughs> yeah, I Bring mean, I have to imagine that Dave, you said five and three. I have to imagine that. The Bucks, Bengals, and probably the Eagles is where you thought those three losses were coming from. It sounds silly now, but I thought the Rams was a loss for sure. I mean, the, the Rams looked better on paper than they do right now, uh, mainly because of everything that's going on with their offensive line. But yeah, for the Cowboys to slap them around the way that they did, uh, it was really impressive. But I remember looking at the schedule and being like, yeah, Tampa's a loss. Cincinnati's probably a loss. Uh, ironically, I, I, I have no problem ever assuming the Cowboys are going to win a division game because they've been so good at it while Dak has been the quarterback. Um, so not saying that they, like, I didn't think the Eagles could beat them, but I'm always going to give the Cowboys the nod because they've just been so dominant against the East most of the time. Yeah. I mean, look at us now, NFC beast. It's, you know what I'm, (laughs) Hey, all you can do is I know what you're going to say, and I want you to go there. Well, uh, it, it's really okay. Philly is a really good team. Philly is one of the three best teams in the league, in my opinion. And yes, I think the Cowboys will give them a better game in on this on Christmas Eve with Dak in the lineup. But I can't just assume they're going to win that game. Um, I think they, you know, I'll probably pick them to win that game, but I'm sure it'll be t- it'll be close. The funny thing, though. Yes, I think people are crowning the Eagles a little bit too soon, but like more so than that at least the Eagles are a good team. Like this is all a roundabout way of saying, like, I don't genuinely believe that the giants are that good of a team. I think the giants have done a very wonderful job of coaching up their talent and 
developing their scheme around their talent to help them win games. But like, there's not a metric in this world that suggests that the giants are actually good. So like, I'm fascinated to see whether they can keep doing this. Cause the, like the stats indicate that it should taper off a little bit. Like I think the giants are closer to being a 500 team than their record indicates. Yeah, see if it likes the Eagles, though. I, I don't, I, yeah, I will give them credit. They have done some good things and stuff like that. But for me, I, they're not like a big, massive juggernaut of a team, like the Bills, for example. Like when you compare those two types of teams, like, I would say the Bills are more like if you were to put those two teams head to head, you would put your money on the Bills all every time. Every time. So, and even maybe like so the Chiefs, despite what their record is, you'd still put your money on the Chiefs. Uh, but yeah, um, it's it's a weird one. Like this whole division is just it's just been so weird. Like we, we used to be the, the NFC least, now we're now become the NFC beast. It's so weird. It's a it's a fast changing league, my friends. As yeah, I mean, if you take a look at you know where we thought we were going to be at the start of the season, especially you know considering how the moves that were made or not made. Um, I guess, you know, in the preseason, the O-line especially, um, how do you feel like those, uh, the narratives have changed a bit? Like, you know, even the defense, we knew they were going to be good. We didn't know how good and we didn't know what their weaknesses were, that kind of stuff. Like, what surprised you guys the most um, from preseason to uh, to the bye week? For me, it's Tyler Bayada. She's been the biggest surprise for me right now. Like for him to actually like, I don't know if it's maybe Julie because of the work him and a few others like Terrence Steele have actually kind of worked under Duke Manyweather, the uh, offensive lineman coach, uh, during the off season. I don't know how much development the, he's actually helped those players go off, but you're clearly seeing that this year. Like, if, if I can recall, there was like Bayadas just really gave giving up anything in terms of pressures and. Like not even sacks or anything like that in terms of where he's positioned in terms of the gaps and stuff like he was he's assigned to. So you you gotta give him credit for that. Like when you compare him to last season, he he was kind of out of position in terms of his blocking, but this year he seems to be really stepped up his game. So I'm really impressed how he's managed to transform himself from and also that likes a Terrence Steele. I think for me it would probably be just how good the defense has been. Like, I mean, I thought that they would be good. I think a big talking point during the offseason and training camp was that like we were seeing the Cowboys assume the identity of a defensive team. But even still, like I didn't expect it to look this good. And I think I mean, really, it's all about the pass rush. Like, again, by like every metric imaginable, like pass rush win rate, total sacks, like double team, uh, you know, points added per snap, like all that stuff. Like the Cowboys have the best pass rush in the entire NFL. And it's because, I mean, obviously it's because of Micah, but like every single piece of that, and I got to give the Cowboys their credit. uh, They did say that they thought the group of, you know, Micah tank, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, Sam Williams, they said they thought that could be better than Randy Gregory, like the whole quantity over quality thing. And uh, I think it all stems from how freakishly good Micah is, but you can't deny that 
all those other guys are pulling their weight and stepping up in and making plays when asked to. So, um, yeah, that the Cowboys have the undisputable best pass rush in the league is, um, it's pretty shocking to me. And it's a big part of why their defense is even better than I already thought it was. Um, so that even like, it sounds weird to say, cause like, even, even though I was expecting them to be good, it still caught me off guard. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you mentioned like the Dorrance Armstrong, like he was the guy that Jerry, he was one of Jerry's guys. Like you went he was always going to be one of his guys who kind of fell in, but since Randy Gregory is no longer with the team, He's really stepped up. He's now had his season best so far, like in terms of career, in terms of his stats. Like, like he's had more sacks than any other season and stuff like that. He's really kind of stepped up his game now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we used to make fun of Jerry because Jerry would be talking about his contributions on special teams, like after they lost a game or whatever. But it's totally true. I mean, he's made plays on special teams this year too. He blocked a field goal, like. He's he's been incredible. And like I said, I mean, not to take credit away from him, but part of that is because of the attention that Micah and DeMarcus command from other teams. But just because you're presented with a favorable matchup doesn't mean you win it. I mean, that's a big part of it. So credit to him for exploiting the favorable looks that he's getting because he looks awesome. I guess so. Like you were saying, like so we're pretty much the top of the creme de la creme in terms of the pass rush and that. I do have my concerns in terms of our run defense. Not sure, uh, yeah. But uh, in a way, it seems to be, I've, and I've noticed this as well, like our pass rush, it can be very ultra-aggressive, which is, it can be a good thing, but it kind of leaves the door open for like the quarterbacks to kind of basically get out the pocket and actually rush up field. We saw it from Daniel Jones, we saw it from... Uh, Jalen Hurts, and that seems to be the issue as, as well. With like, because that all adds up to the running game in terms of their statistics, in terms of rushing yards. So, but in terms of their, our run defense, we just can seem to not hit it on the nail as much. There's some games we did look good, but this it still seems to be the weakest point in our. That was the one thing you were to kind of target. It's just that our run defense seems to be the weakest right now. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree that I think that's why they did the trade for Jonathan Hankins. All mm-hmm. the indications are that like he played pretty well with the snaps that he got last week. So hopefully that can help. And then yeah, I mean, they looked they they did such a bad job trying to like play contain on Justin Fields last week. Like like Demarcus Lawrence, for instance, like you know had him dead to rights two different yeah, times. Especially, yeah, especially if you're on the weak side of the ball, your your job is to contain, make sure the quarterback doesn't flush out. So that's like the easiest way to get burned by a mobile quarterback, and they kept falling into it. So hopefully, uh, it's a lesson that they learn uh, for Jalen Hurts as well. But I, I'm positive they've got at least a couple other mobile quarterbacks left on the schedule. Let's see. They got Daniel Jones, uh, Jalen Hurts, Sam Ellinger's a little bit mobile. So, yeah, like, I mean, they're going to have to. Yeah, that's something that they're going to need to work on, I would have to say. Sam Ellinger, I just, you know, didn't think we'd be seeing him this year. Neither did I. Yeah. Like, I, Hey, look at us. Like, like it's so, and look, I make, I make a living prognosticating like what's going to happen, but like, this is why preseason predictions are so like so pointless. Most of the time is like by October, 
you're going to have a completely different idea of like every team in the league. Exactly. I mean, like who would have thought Geno Smith was going to be any sort of. Yeah. What the hell? Captain driver, (laughs) what have you. (laughs) Like straight up a strength of that team. You're like, damn, we got to stop Geno this week. Like, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of shocking. The amount of things that I've, uh, that have surprised me this year and like, Kyler Murray, especially not that we're not going to see him unless, you know, but probably not at all. Honestly. Yeah. They, they're not, they're not really looking like a playoff team. Are they <laughs> not yeah. so much? Yeah. They got, they got problems out in the desert. We were a little worried about them last year. Not so much this year, which although people, you know, I, I went on TV yesterday and I was like, ah, don't crown the Eagles just yet. There's a lot of season left to play. And like a, bu- a bunch of people responded to me and they were like, at this time last year, the Cardinals were seven and zero, And I was like, holy crap. I forgot about that. Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning as a parent. You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I mean, you kind of made that point without, you know, bringing up the Cardinals, but you, I mean, what was your statistic you had that there were like a ton of um, other eight, no teams that, you know, didn't even make it to the Super Bowl. The last undefeated team, the last standing undefeated team very rarely winds up winning anything of consequence. I'm not saying, I don't think the Eagles are going to fall apart the way the Cardinals did last year. That's not what I'm saying, but. Uh, they're gonna hit. They're gonna hit a rough patch, just like most most teams do. I'm sure. They've uh, managed to equip themselves a little better than the Cardinals. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. I think the I think the only team I can recall was actually went all the way to a Super Bowl undefeated. Uh, obviously, there's a uh, like in recently terms was Carolina. Not a uh, but. If you're but you're talking about like so teams that are eight and zero and stuff like that, but I'm still like everyone talked about the Steelers as well. They were were they not like ten and zero at one point a couple of years yeah, ago? Yeah, they went eleven and zero a couple of years ago. Yeah, so I'm just expecting to see the Eagles crash and burn. There's going to be one of those games. It's just going to caught them off guard. They're going to be like I, I just cannot see them. Is despite how well they might be playing, but I just don't see them becoming that undefeated team this year. Honestly, I'm just willing it to happen because they had such a good October as a city that um, I hope they, I don't want them to lose the World Series, but like I could see that happening and then then like dropping a couple games and I would laugh. Um, 
I also am I am rooting for the Phillies to win the World Series, oh. and I don't yeah. care. Who knows? Sorry, it, Dave. But... Who Astros? I'm sorry. No. I hate, I hate using. I can't. I can't. You don't understand. I will not root for the cheaters. But I mean, like, I'll be shocked if the Phillies can win too in Houston anyway. So I'm just mentally preparing myself for the Astros to win. I, Sorry, Meg. I know. Um, let's talk Dak Prescott because um, he, you know, he was there game one for most of it, and then we didn't see him again until what week? Uh, seven, seven? seven yeah. right? Yes, because week seven. Like two games. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Cooper Rush kept kept us out of a ditch. Um, that he did. Was, was pointed way to put it. But uh, Dak Prescott, he had to get a little rust off. How did you feel about him um, against Bears and kind of going forward? Uh, I thought he looked absolutely fantastic. I mean, the one thing with Dak, and at this point, at this point, I think you might just have to accept that it's like part of his DNA is like Dak is good for a, a heat check, like once a game, like he's good for a effort. I can make this throw type of throw and he's wrong a lot. Like he got picked off doing that. Um, so you would love to see him not do that as often. But he did it against Detroit, too. They just didn't intercept those balls. Um, But if what he's giving you all of the other times is as good as that, I mean, I think I don't have his numbers in front of me, but I think he went 21 of 27 for like 250. Like, I mean, he's he's completing like 70 percent of his passes since he got back uh, from his injury, which is pretty. Yeah. So 21 of 27 against the Bears. Um the efficiency is, is wild. And then, you know, he threw in 34 rushing yards and a touchdown, which we've talked about it a million times over. Like his ability to run is so valuable to who he is. I really hope that that doesn't go away. Like I hope Kellen Moore really, I, I hope Kellen was like, damn, that worked really well. We should do all, we should do that every week because they should. Um, But yeah, his, I mean, his efficiency is off the freaking charts since he got back. And I think, that more than anything is what this offense needs is just like down to down consistency and good decision-making. And I think they're getting it from him. I thought, I mean, it took him a while to get going and there were some signs of rust against the lions, but like he played a good game against the lions as well. So yeah, I think he's, he's right where you want him to be. Not according to the fans that were sitting behind me. He did not. (laughs) I, I mean, I, yeah, we've already talked about that. Y'all got to chill. That just, I mean, the average football fan is kind of stupid. I don't know what else to say. Sorry. Sorry to the average football fan that might be listening. (laughs) If you're listening to this, you're not average. You're way above average. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we're, we're at the bye week You know, we've talked about things that surprised us and things that were, you know, um, highlights, I guess. What are, you know, obviously stopping the run game from other, you know, quarterbacks and offenses is going to be a big deal. Is there anything, you know, outside of that, that you guys think they need to improve upon going forward um, this season? Go ahead, Paul. Um, 
I just think in terms of like the distribution to our wide receivers more than anything, like right now, like I think with now Dak coming back, we can probably see a lot more of that now. Um, that don't get me wrong, like I kind of feel like we're with when we did have Cooper Russian and stuff like that, it just seemed to be like it was just Noah Brown and Noah Brown, and it was it, it was just a specific target. But now with that back, we might see a lot more variation in terms of the offense and that. And I would love to see more Ferguson and Hendershot get more involved as well. So, um, but yeah, that's don't know about what you think, Dave. That's a really good point. I think I mean, and they've been they've been fantastic. Like it's great what they've managed to get from their rookies, especially Hendershot, like not mm. even being drafted. Um, and they're probably going to need to keep that up since they didn't add any receiver depth at the trade deadline. So like you've ba- I mean, you've got like three receivers you can really lean on, which hopefully everybody stays healthy. But yeah, I think, I think I'd like to see more tight ends in the passing game. It seems like it works uh, for me. I mean, I don't know what all you can necessarily do about this, but I am, I'm worried about their offensive line against better defensive fronts. I think they've been pleasantly surprising, but I think they're still susceptible to pressure like Tyler Smith, you know, the, the holdings have been there. He's gotten beat a few times by quality edge guys. Yeah. Um, and I'm not totally sold that like a great defensive interior can't still you know, cause some problems for, for Tyler Biotish and Connor McGovern. Um, so yeah, I mean like the 49ers are such a great example. Cause that was the team that beat them up in the playoffs. Like a team like that, that had, or, you know, like the Eagles as well, be interested to see what the Eagles pass rush looks like against Dak. Um, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still a little bit nervous about, about the offensive line and I'm, you know, now that again, like, yeah, shouts out to Cooper Rush for keeping this thing out of the ditch because now it's it's November. It's still a little ways off, but like you can start to daydream about getting Tyron Smith back a little bit. You're like, ooh, like maybe Tyron Smith will be back in a month. I don't I and I don't know that. I'm just sort of speculating, but yeah. You yeah. can at least start to daydream about that being a possibility and you know how much better you might feel with Tyron Smith back at left tackle, maybe move Tyler Smith to guard, or at the very least, you just have better depth one way or the other. Um, so that is, it's concerning to me, but it's nice to think that they might be able to get reinforcements at some point. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I still think as though this year, despite what we did in the old line, we have improved, but there is still question marks, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, I think like my overall expectations of the O line to start of the season, I just thought it was going to be a tough year. Like having sure. a rookie, have a rookie coming in, and we've having like because I, I generally thought with a I'm sure I remember who was the center that we brought in undrafted. I thought he would have kind of made a impact during training camp. Oh, Lindstrom. Like, yeah, I thought he would have kind of made the mark, but but unfortunately, he never made the cut. Um, never never, never really kind of went beyond the expectations. So. But hey, he was undrafted. What do you expect? But um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like for like of Terrence Steele and stuff like that, he's really transformed. And and again, I think it is really down to like this off season program where Duke Manyweather is really so like, fireworks are starting to go off here because it's the fifth of November here. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. yeah so. What does so, that mean? Remember, said, remember the fifth of November. Oh. Yeah, bonfire night, aka where Guy Fox tries to blow up Parliament. 
to be fair, that would be quite a good idea right now here in the UK. <laughs> Woo! He said what he said, okay? Spicy. Spicy, Paul. I'm very spicy. Um, okay, so to kind of lead us out, I want to just, I'm going to ask for a win or loss, and I'm going to go through the last half of the schedule. Oh, right? okay. I mean, we're starting off spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. Yeah, I'm excited. Packers. When? When? I think so too. Um, Vikings. I'm gonna say loss. I, I I always like I cheat a little bit. I'm just they're gonna go one and one in those two games. They're gonna win one and lose one. Whatever. It, so it, since I said the Packers will be a win, I'll say the Vikings will be a loss. And then we're. Back home um, with the Jonas Brothers against uh, the Giants. When? When? Cowboys own the Giants. <laughs> Always. Uh, Sam Ellinger and the Colts. When? When? It better be a win because I will be attending that game. <laughs> Same. And uh, I have a Colts fan coming with me. Sorry to him. Um, <laughs> the Texans. That's probably the biggest, easiest win in, in the whole league right now, I think. Texans have been feisty this year. Texans, you know, they 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 have a terrible record, but they have been hard to play. But I'm still going to say win. Um, they better win while I'm drinking a margarita in Mexico. Um, at the Jaguars. That's To me, this is the really big question. Chris. You just don't know what – I think – with Trevor Lawrence, he's one of those players where right now, well, the Jags in particular, they might show up on game day and they might no show up. Because there's been games where they do not deserve to win a game, but they actually played and balled out. And I just think this could be a trap game. So Paul's always trying to trap us. Not what? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to say loss to this one, unfortunately. I just think Jags might just be one of those. It's just be one of those games where it's like, oh, we're playing against Dallas. Let's just show up, you know. But yeah, that I mean, one of these, one of these teams will find a way to beat them. Whether it's the Jags or the Colts, you know, it'll it'll happen because it's the Cowboys. That's what they do. Like they're not going to win too many in a row. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. So yeah, I'll say I'll say they lose to the Jags, but again, like it could just as easily be the Colts. It won't be the Giants though. I I'm not I refuse to give the Giants that credit until they deserve until they prove they deserve it. I, I appreciate one. that. Um, then we have the Eagles at home. When we gotta, we gotta well, I'm I'm saying we gotta beat them because I just don't want to listen to any <laughs> more. I don't want to listen to any more of their trash talk on social media. I know you want them to win. Do you think they will? Given or if we're on our best day, then yes. Dak's playing, yes. Dak's playing. Again, like, I mean, the Cowboys own the NFC East, like, and when they, and and particularly, like, at home, like, when they typically mess around and lose to the Eagles, it more often than not happens on the road. I'm trying to, I mean, you know, they haven't lost, they haven't lost at home to the Eagles since 2017 yeah there thank you thank you paul so because that was the game i was at <laughs> oh wait uh 17 was the, they whooped they whooped the cowboys ass that night didn't yeah, they? they then the following game was the the chargers 
Oh yeah, yeah. that was a brutal no, three-game stretch. That was the game where we had uh, Jeff Heath kicking the field goals. Yeah. So, yeah, Cowboys at home with Dak back in the lineup. Yeah, win. Win. <laughs> then we have the Tennessee Titans. Loss. Ugh. Just because it's the Cowboys and they'll be smelling themselves a little bit too much after beating Philly and trying to AF- stop Derrick Henry from running. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah, for a team that struggles against the run, have fun with that. Yeah, he's a monster. Um, yeah. uh, all right. Yeah. Then we close out the season with the Washington Commanders. When? When? I mean, so what? It's a win if we're all playing, but if we just play backups, maybe not. 12 and 5? 12 and 5 record? When you add that all up? Yep, 12 and 5. 12 and 5. It's better than what what everyone was expecting this season, put it that way. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, it would be. I'm not kicking that out of bed, I'll tell you that much. Nope. Um, (laughs) I mean, and still, you're, I mean, if the Eagles continue on their trajectory even with a loss to us that puts us second in the NFC East. Is that right? I believe so. I'm just actually going to look up the Eagles schedule right now as well. So I just kind of pay attention to like what the wild card matchups would be. (laughs) Uh, I think right now they would play the who? The Cowboys would be the five seed, wouldn't they? They're five. And I mean, not that it matters because it's going to change, but who would they play? Whoever's the second best divisional team right now. So hold on, let me check the NFC standings. Oh, yeah, I think they'd play, they'd play Seattle in Seattle, I think. Ah, Geno hey. Smith. Would, no, would, it, would it not be? Oh, no, they'd play oh, in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, they're first. You know, would it not would it not be the Vikings right now? No, because the Vikings, no, they would play because the Cowboys would be the best wild card, so they would be the five. And that would mean they would play the worst division winner, which would be Atlanta right now. Oh, but because uh, they've changed the rules, haven't they? No, it's I mean it usually goes like best wild card plays worst division winner and vice versa. They just changed the seating. Yeah. So Minnesota would play the worst wild card team, which would be uh, that would I assume that would be uh, San Francisco. So Minnesota would, which ironically San Francisco is terrifying and way better than the seventh seed, but football's weird. <laughs> yeah, so those are things to watch. You know, going through the rest of the season. Hopefully, we are right and made all the best predictions in the world, and we're just geniuses. So. I'm excited. Um, as a Fox employee, there's a good chance that, like, I, I, I feel like I like my odds of like being at the Super Bowl this year. So Ooh. it would, it would just be cool if the Cowboys wanted to meet me there. That's all. That would be fun. Yeah, I was gonna say he's going anyways. So don't let. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean I'm gonna be there. Just hopefully there's, hopefully they feel like meeting me there for a change. Yeah. I'm going to have to find another car to sell after I uh, sell mine to go see Taylor Swift so I can go to the Super Bowl. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, if I was to try and go to a Super Bowl, I'd probably have to take up a new mortgage or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Where is it in Arizona this year? Am I making Uh, that? Yeah, no, it's in Phoenix. 
Well, you know, Probably that'd be nice. House. I've heard it's nice that time of year. Not so Bring much. it on. <laughs> All right, Dave, tell everyone where to watch you, follow you, hang out with you, all that good stuff. You can read my writing on foxsports.com. You can Click watch it. you can watch me talk every day on speak on FS1 if that is something you want to do. Uh find me on Twitter at David Hellman underscore. Yeah, all that good stuff. Appreciate it, y'all. And Paul, tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, guys, you can f- find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Stew. I'm at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. And um, we have stuff for you every single day of the week on Blogging the Boys. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, let us know how we're doing. Tell us how beautiful we are. Um, We love that. And you can read um, all the good stuff at bloggingtheboys.com. Also, of course, click on Dave's articles. Don't be dumb. Um, And we will see you next week when we are uh, talking about the Packers. Yeehaw. Let's go.